look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR. And more than money, uh, we've got a terrific guest in just a minute. Um, some time ago, and I'm guessing here six, eight months ago, maybe a tad longer, we talked to um, uh, a gentleman who was in uh, Canada at the time, but from Norway, Faisal. Correct. And he has pioneered some, um, what would you call it, a village, um, a, a living environment uh, for people that are suffering. Mini cities. Right. Mini cities of people who have gone through or are going through dementia, right. Alzheimer's, right. and building a mini, a mini city where they can function. An environment, uh, right. In a comfortable, secure way. Right. And, and it was a fantastic idea. Right. Uh, and so to hear about the idea was great. Yep. Now, to hear that it's coming to Canada. Looks like it. It's even better. The Village in Langley. We've got uh, Scott Thornburn with us. He's the, uh, the development manager with Canbrit Development. Scott, thanks for joining us on the show. Hi, guys. No problem. All right. So uh, t- uh, I hope we did justice in that little introduction there, but tell us a little bit about the project that you're building in BC. Sure. Our project is probably going to be slightly different than the one you might have been talking about before. So mm-hmm. what we have is we're going to be building a village of single-story uh, cottages, and there's going to be six of them on about a four-acre site. There's going to be a community building. There's going to be a cafe, shops stores, much like you'd find in a small village anywhere. Right. And then the site itself is a former uh, school, and so we will be landscaping the rest of the site with gardens and trails and even a small farm. Okay. How is it different from the, from the Norway project? Because it sounds similar, right? It sounds like you're trying to create an environment where people that are suffering from that particular problem uh, can have social interaction, feel comfortable, and try to you know, try to do the, um, the, the, the regular duties of living uh, at a pace that they, they can comfortably do it. Yeah, like traditionally what's available now is uh, most people are familiar with a floor in an existing, say, assisted living building, mm-hmm. and there will be 40 to maybe 50 units on the floor. There's a central core of a dining room and some recreational space, but the floor itself is secured and locked, so you can't go outside, you can't leave the floor. Right. And it's very sort of programmed for scheduling and what people are allowed and not allowed to do. We're pretty much going the exact opposite of that. So we're going to a small household model. There will be 12 people per household. The houses are built much like your house at home. We have a kitchen that residents are going to be able to take part in uh, preparing meals. We have a living room. We have a den. We have an activity center. Everybody has their own bedroom with their own bathroom. And they're going to be free to come and go as they please during the day. So if if they want to go outside and walk around or go meet a friend or go down to the cafe and have a coffee, they're free to do that. There is no real schedule. It's We sort of call it person-centered living. So rather than the manager telling people what to do and here's the program and here's the schedule you need to conform to, it's more of a us catering to what the individual wants to do with their day. Which is how a village, a town, or a city works. Exactly. Work. And yeah. it's, I mean, these people, everybody has lived their lives as a functioning independent adult. And just because, because you have dementia, that doesn't necessarily mean that that has to end. Yes, 
Uh, you have some issues and some care that maybe you can't take care of anymore, but that doesn't mean you you can't act and live your life as close to as you did in the past as possible. So we really want to achieve that and and give our residents that ability. So is this a a village where you buy into it? Do you pay a monthly rent, and if and what are the costs associated with a with a, a this is a this is a monthly rent so and the rent is probably going to be between six and seven thousand dollars a month and I know that sounds expensive but out in the lower mainland here it's actually not that much more expensive than what's currently available to live in what would be a, a traditional model of that that hospital ward and in even in Metro Vancouver you can spend between nine and eleven thousand dollars a month for like I said something to be in a, in a locked ward so yeah, Scott. So, so is that a room and board, uh, or is there? Uh, you know, you're buying food on top of that, and nope, I'm just trying to give people a sense of of what what's included with all that. Cost. And and including medical care. So, what what is what is the the idea uh, with the levels of care that you can receive in in the village? Well, that that's all inclusive. So you okay. pay your monthly fee, and that's everything. So there's no. I know some operators will sort of nickel and dime stuff on the top. That's not how how we operate. Um, so, I'm sorry, I forgot the... Oh, just the, 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 the medical care, right? All-inclusive, sounds oh, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. It, essentially, this is people for dementia with memory issues, but we'll be able to take care of them from early stages right up until the late, late stages. So one of our households will be licensed in B.C., to offer certain levels of care, you need to be licensed, and then yes. the rest of the village is unlicensed. So it will allow us to take care of all various levels of people with uh, memory care needs. And when do you see this actually um, being able to be available to the public? Well, we've started construction last week. We had our groundbreaking, and it's going to take about 15 to 16 months to build. So we're looking at April 2019. And, and how's been the, the buzz and the interest so far? The interest has been really great, actually. It's been super encouraging. It's uh, it's the first of its kind in Canada, so mm-hmm. there's a, you know, for us, and, until you really open your doors, you're not really going to know. So for the last two years, as we've been, you know, got the land, moving this through the building permit process, you haven't really known, but in the last sort of two weeks, now that we're kind of out there, so to speak, the interest has been really phenomenal. And That's... and it's all positive. I mean, everywhere we go and speak about it, this is the type of housing that people have wanted to come to Canada. And now that it's finally here, people are really excited and super positive about it. So it's been great. Well, that's good. Um, just one quick question before we have to go. Um, did did this idea come from the from the Norway idea? Are you pioneering something very different? And did you get any pushback from from the, uh, the medical community or you know uh, BC Health uh, because uh, of we... We yeah I mean it's evolved in uh, the most famous sort of type of these projects is in in Holland it's called the De Hogewick, and that's oh, the one that right, probably most right. people are familiar with yeah. yeah and that's more of an an urban type of model but the household model evolved from that and and to a certain extent the the person centric um, focus so we're we look to that for in, inspiration and have been sort of and also in the states there's um, a philosophy and some projects around a greenhouse concept, which is also very similar, smaller households in a sort of small community. So that's sort of how it's evolved. And, and you know, us being sort of on the front of the wave, so to speak, we haven't had any pushback from the local health authorities. 
But it's everybody sort of taking a wait-and-see attitude to see mm-hmm. how it rolls out and how it is. And, and we believe that this is the way that the future is going to be. And once we're up and operating and have demonstrated that this is effective, safe, and the best option for these people as far as their long-term health and, and their long-term happiness, then it'll just be a matter of time before it's accepted and encouraged and, and we're always open to down the road partnering with the local health authorities. So we'll just see how it evolves. But Scott, I want to personally wish you all the best on this. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be interested in following up and, uh, and watching the rollout. Great. Thank you very much, you guys. Been joined by Scott Thornburn, uh, development manager with the uh, uh, Cambrick Development, talking about this uh, dementia village in BC. I am personally interested. I think, I think Faisal, you and I have had an, over the years we have talked that the, about the medical system, the demographic shift. Everybody agrees we're not ready. We need to do something different. There are international models that can improve things. And hey, this is a step in the right direction. We're doing Absolutely. some independent, different creative thinking about solving this thinking problem. Thinking outside the box will help our, our healthcare system and also the clogs that we see with acute care and so forth. This is one step that can help that, and I really, really like it. Yeah. Let's talk about doing a bit of out-of-the-box thinking because uh, as people transition into retirement, um, you know, we're going to talk about the fact that there's a lot of change uh, that takes place, and there's some complexity needed to do some out-of-the-box thinking to make this thing work properly. The, it, the complexity increases as you transition to and live in retirement about your financial situation. You don't have time to get things wrong. And so we're going to show you how you bulletproof your retirement on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can register online on our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. And stick around after the break. March is uh, Fraud Prevention Month, and Faisal and I are very passionate about this. As industry guys, we want everybody educated about how to avoid the pitfalls of fraud. And we're going straight to the source. We're bringing on the Alberta Securities Commission to talk about some of the red flags and how to avoid those red flags. You're listening to More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.